0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Nico here. Today, I wanted to talk about movement. Now we are halfway through January 2021, and around this time, the New Year's resolutioners are really kicking into full gear. They've given themselves a couple weeks recover, or a week or two recovery from the New Year's and Christmas, and now they're ready to achieve and go towards their goals. But a lot of people don't know where to start. And that's why I'm making this episode. It is all dedicated on how to start your New Year's Year's journey not only to allow yourself room for consistent improvement, but also to prevent you from burning out and quitting entirely. So I think the first thing we need to accomplish is creating a goal. Creating a goal for the entire year uh, a goal to achieve every quarter of the year, and a week-to-week basis that will really allow us to see if we're truly progressing towards that main goal of whatever our yearly goal is. Now, once we've formulated that, let's say um, this year I want to lose 30 pounds. Perfect, 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 perfect. Now, a quarterly goal would be um thirty pounds, I'm trying to lose like eight pounds a quarter. Perfect. Easy, simple that makes that number. that smaller number is easier to achieve not only physically but mentally as well because if we're if we're at month number two and we've only lost a pound or maybe we've only lost eight pound or eight pounds, yeah and we still got another 22 to go, that is very demeaning to the average person, myself included. And I find myself as a a gym fanatic, a health advocate. So breaking it down into smaller numbers is really good for those small wins so you can continue to have that drive, that motivation. And then those weekly goals, making sure You're setting a goal each week so that you can check your progress, maybe do something out of the ordinary, something that you don't normally do to show that you're actually progressing. So maybe that would be, I want to exercise two days a week for that first quarter or for for the first week. And we can consistently get that down for the entire month. Once you get that two down, you'll feel accomplished. Or maybe even if you get the the two down for just one week, you'll start to add up those, those goals, achieving those goals, which can then steamroll you into that yearly goal by the end of 2021. Now, how do we start a weight loss journey, a fat loss journey? from my professional experience being in the field for five years, four and a half, five years, the best thing to do is the smallest amount to elicit the biggest response. So if you're going from a desk job, working eight hours a day, going home from your desk job to sit on the couch and watch TV, doing something as simple as walking two days a week or walking one day a week will cause your body to change because it's more movement than what you're normally doing. I always start my clients off with walking depending on their scenario. And even if they're pretty big fitness fanatics, I still want them to walk. Now, walking is such a phenomenal tool to utilize because when you walk, you are getting in what's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is doing things around the house, walking from your car to the store, walking through the store, it is non-scheduled exercise. Something you don't necessarily have to schedule, but you want to make it a priority to get those extra steps in. And if say someone's walking 3,000 steps a day on average, my goal for them would be try and get uh, 4,500 steps a, uh, a day, or maybe 5,000 steps a day. So it's not a huge jump, but that consistency of hitting that step goal or maybe how it's making you feel, you feel a little bit more energized because you got that extra 1,500, 2,000 steps in, can then pose the question to yourself, I, do I want more? What do I want to do? Because I'm getting this new energy. I don't know what to do with it. I'm feeling more motivated as I continue to uh, take these steps and progress these steps. And as we increase these steps, we're trying to hit a specific target that you would like to achieve within that first quarter. Now, maybe you get through month number two of walking. You're killing the game. You're you're hitting 8,000 steps, 10,000 steps a day on average, and you're like, I can add more. I can do something else. That is the perfect place to be because you are not forcing yourself to do it. You're actually enjoying the process, which doing it because you have to versus doing it because you would like to and you choose to, that is such a paradigm shifting moment. It's no longer, ah, shoot, I got to go walk 10,000 steps because I'm trying to burn off all this fat. Instead, you're thinking, I want to go take these 10,000 steps because I love how it makes me feel and I really enjoy the process of walking. That's perfect because again, it is not forced upon you. It is chosen by you. And when we slip up a day or two, we won't completely go the other way because We have made amends with ourselves that it is okay to sometimes miss our 10,000 step or 8,000 step goal, especially when you choose to do it. If you are forced into it and you miss a day or two, your mindset's like, well, might as well stop doing it because I already missed two days, so what's the point? Such a phenomenal place to be. Once we get that consistency, that discipline down of no matter what, I'm hitting that step goal at least 80% of the time, you're already probably going to be thinking, I wanna start doing something else. And that something else, the best thing for the average person, one of the best things for the average person, is weight training. There's so many studies out there that are flipping the script from doctors talking about how cardio is the healthiest activity to more of a weight training based uh, exercise and movement because of the fact that we are gaining muscle, we are increasing the metabolism, so our body burns more calories. Just sitting and recording this episode, like I'm doing right now, if I was, if I had uh, thirty pounds more weight on me in the form of fat. I would not be burning as much calories as if I had 30 pounds more on me of muscle. And that's due to the fact that muscle is a very energy using organ as an organ system, muscle group, fiber, tissue, tissue, that's what it is. And it just costs so much energy energy to maintain muscle. And your body gets used to this. And with having that muscle, you can now eat more calories and not gain as much weight as if you had fat on you. Because again, your body's burning, burning, burning all day long because of how much muscle you have on your body. Now, a simple routine to follow is a -a two-day-a-week full-body workout. Focused on building strength. That's the key there. Two day a week, full body routine focused on building strength. Again, muscle increases calorie burn throughout the day, boosts metabolism, and is a good fail safe for if you go out and eat on the weekends. Again, implementing these changes so it's not as drastic of I'm going to beat myself up and I'm going to cut all my calories down. No, we're taking small steps to promote a big adaptation. Now, if you're completely new to lifting, you're gonna wanna start on stability and mobility training to make sure you are squared away with all the joints mobility so you don't hurt yourself and you don't cause muscle imbalances, plain and simple. Now, you can exercise, but you should exercise to perfect the exercise. You need to work on perfecting the form so, again, you don't cause any injuries and you prevent muscle imbalances. If you go and do a squat, say, and you're trying to load up the weight before you even know how to properly squat, that is the ideal situation for injury. Now, if you go in thinking about practicing the movement and and focusing on building up your mobility Alongside practicing the form That's a recipe for success your muscle. Well your muscles will be utilized to its fullest potential its maximal potential And that's really what we're trying to go for when we're trying to build strength overall Because the more we can get out of the muscle the quicker it'll grow the better your joints will feel and It will allow our body some wiggle room as we progress in our uh, strength. Now, exercise done properly can improve mobility. Squatting can improve mobility if done with correct form. There's been some days I've just done squats for a whole 45-minute session just practicing the form because that's how important it is. After our two day a week full body routine, you wanna add some more. Perfect. Again, it's a choice not a, not being forced. So that's the ideal situation to be. And we can add another day or two, as well as we need to be switching up the, the program every three to six weeks because our body takes it a three to six week period to adapt to a certain stimulus. So Billy Bob Joe here might adapt quicker than uh, Mary Jan, Mary Ann, Mary Ann, let's do Mary Ann, on the opposite side of the gym because Billy Bob is an experienced weightlifter and has been weightlifting his entire life versus Mary Ann, which is a beginner lifter, who whatever she does, she's gonna gain muscle. So she has a longer adaptation period than someone who is more experienced, a veteran in the weight room, because they've put their body through stress for years upon years or months upon months, whatever it may be. So depending on your experience level, you wanna either stay longer in that program or transition out of that program a lot earlier compared to one another. Like me, I will probably max stay in a program four weeks granted if it's a new stimulus like maybe I really got into calisthenics I might have to stay in that that uh, program a lot longer due to the fact that it's completely new to me it's a it's a unique stimulus something that novel stimulus something I've never done before now again you, you might be asking, oh, but I thought the 8 to 12 rep range or the 12 to 15 rep range is where you build muscle. Yes and no. All rep ranges, all set ranges build muscle and they sculpt the body in some way, shape, or form. The best thing to do for you is what you haven't been doing recently. So if you have Billy Bob Joe, who's a uh, professional bodybuilder, he would probably get more muscle gains out of doing a powerlifting program. And, uh, and let's do Gregory France over here, who's a powerlifter, can get way more muscle adaptation out of doing a bodybuilding program because it is a novel stimulus. Again, it's all about doing something that you haven't been doing recently to promote, again, minimal amount of work for the biggest amount of change. We've gotten 14 minutes into this episode and you might be asking, well Nico, you didn't really talk about diet. And that's because we need to get over the the movement portion as well before we before we get into the nutrition because the nutrition is again, it's a lot harder mentally for nutrition than it is to get up and go to the gym because you have all these signs and little debbies and, and donuts yelling at you consistently saying eat me eat eat me and then you have something like a chicken a chicken thighs or, or a steak sitting there like oh I gotta go through cooking it I have to get some sweet potatoes or, or quinoa that I have to make alongside with it then I have vegetables stuff like that so getting into the nutrition side of it the first thing you should do is add more vegetables to your diet. Yeah, I said that. I said add more vegetables into your diet. If you're not eating any vegetables at all, start off with one serving a week or one serving a day. If you're pretty consistent with your vegetables, maybe eat three to six servings a day. Whatever, Wherever you're at, try and add an extra serving. Specifically towards lunch and dinner time. And the reason why I'm not taking away anything as of right this second is because if you prioritize eating your vegetables first, that will add a lot of fiber. It'll add a lot of micronutrients into your diet that you might not have been getting before. And that can fill you up a lot uh, lot easier. It can allow you to digest your food better. And it's overall good to just have vegetables in your diet. And if you eat those first, you won't have as much room for everything else so that binging might subside a little bit. It won't probably won't completely, but it will subside a little bit. And that's what we're trying to go for. Again, we don't want to feel forced to do each of these things. Small steps, big outcome. I keep saying that because that's so important. Now, after we get consistent with these veg- the vegetable intake, the next big hurdle we need to go through is cutting out highly processed foods so that means your your snickers bars that means your microwave pizzas those highly processed foods have so many calories for such little nutrient return so if you have a let's just say a fifteen hundred calorie meal and All the proteins, the the carbs are through the roof, the sugars are through the roof, and the proteins through the floor, you're not getting enough bang for your buck for those highly processed foods. So if you can cut out the highly processed foods and really prioritize those whole natural foods, that will completely leapfrog you ahead of the game in regards to your overall muscle gain and your overall fat loss. And I'm saying fat loss over weight loss because muscle weighs more than fat, but your body looks completely different being 150 pounds, 190 pounds of muscle versus fat. And you can just look up comparison, 150 pounds worth of muscle versus 150 pounds worth of fat. And you will completely, completely have a paradigm shift in regards to how your body changes in regards to uh, muscle versus fat so we talked about adding vegetables vegetables we talked about taking away highly processed foods the last thing the last couple things you can do to really reach the goals you're trying to achieve especially fat loss and muscle goals is prioritize your sleep and stress management and water, those, th- those three things are the final three big hurdles before you can even think about anything else. Sleep, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep each night, you are throwing a whole wrench in your rebuilding process of your muscles. You are preventing yourself from gaining the maximal amount of muscle, the max potential, of muscle each time you go lift. Uh, you're hindering your performance in the gym, which could, again, lead to even further muscle uh, potential loss, potential muscle loss. It will sleep, will throw your hormones out of whack, which could cause a plethora of unrelated, seemingly seemingly unrelated symptoms, as well as it will cause you to have more of a depressed mood slash low drive to do anything, which could completely destroy your goals. So prioritizing sleep, getting seven to eight hours of sleep each night, making sure you're going to bed before 1030 will really allow you to maximize everything we've been talking about in this 20 minute session today. Stress. Think of your body as a big bucket of water or a a water bottle. You start filling water into that water bottle, into that uh, water bucket, and the water starts filling up in the bucket. Think of the water as our stress, and the bucket as us, how much stress we can hold. Now, everybody can hold different amounts of stress depending on the person, but as that stress fills up in that water bottle or that bucket, There's only a point it can reach before everything starts spilling out of the bucket. If we have so much stress to where our bucket is full, something like exercise could overflow that bucket and cause a bunch of issues throughout the body. Again, such as hormone imbalances, fat production, uh, trouble sleeping, headaches, some form of uh, immune disorders depending on the person... And the only way we can truly progress ourselves to reach that end goal is to keep that stress barrel low. That means uh, if you're worried about your son or daughter going and doing something, and that's been really stressing you out, maybe you're paying off a car loan or you're, you're short on money, you need to do things that lowers your overall stress so you can then tolerate the exercise so you can then tolerate being in a calorie deficit so you can actually lose the weight so you can handle the stress of little things in life maybe maybe you getting maybe you going to bed is reducing your overall stress to the point where now you can stress a little bit about money and it won't cause a drastic issue to you Stress reduction is so important. And you can do, and you can uh, have some, and there's some stress management techniques such as yoga, meditation, working in, which is like Tai Chi and uh, qigong. Gong. Doing those stress management, using those stress management tools, it will really allow you to to lower your overall stress in the body, which could then help you achieve your goals. If your body's in a stress state, it's not going to let go of fat. Your body's going to want to hold on to fat because it thinks either A I'm starving to death or B I'm being chased by a lion and I need this fuel. So, if you stay in a stress state, your body's going to hold on to that muscle or hold on to that fat regardless of how much you try to how much you try to lose it. And maybe you do lose it but it'll be 10 times easier for you to gain that fat back. So we talked about slow starts to movement and exercise. We talked about how choosing to do something versus being forced to will cause a drastically different response. We talked about weightlifting, why it's why it's the way to go if you're going for overall fat loss. Uh, And then we talked about the nutrition side of it making sure you're adding your vegetables first and getting rid of that highly processed foods To leapfrog your way into your health and fat loss goals Then we talked about stress sleep and Making sure you get water. We didn't talk about that. So making sure you're getting at least half your body weight in ounces of water a day that's so important for the average person because If you underconsume water, your liver won't function properly, which could throw your hormones out of whack, which could cause more stress in the body, which could cause you to hold on to more fat. So drinking water will allow you to lose weight. I know, it's crazy. You might go up a, a pound in water weight, but that's not an issue compared to the amount of fat you'll lose if you stay properly hydrated. Now we talked about water. That is... Such a phenomenal uh, layout on how to achieve your goals. Again, you need yearly goals, you need monthly or quarterly goals. We need weekly goals or monthly goals, depending on uh, how you are as a person. Rather hit a monthly goal versus a weekly goal, that's fine. Whatever works. A smaller goal, that's really what it is. And making sure you have that written down and you have easy access to it at all times to go and check, like, oh, I forget. What was my weekly goal or what was my monthly goal for this month or this week? And you can pull it up straight away and get after it. But it all starts with that first step. And I have no doubt that every single one of you has the ability to do it. It's just about finding that consistency. And that's what I'm trying to do for you today. Giving you a guide, a a template to follow so you can achieve your health, wellness, and fat loss goals. I love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will see you in the next one. Peace.